Hello and welcome to the No Cell Podcast, your weekly home Hi. for all. Oh, hey, how's it going? This is your uh, podcast that's weekly home for all things wrestling. This week we'll be discussing POW Pro Wrestling's Wicked Games, and we get to preview AEW's All In. I'm your host, Joseph Lessel. I'm alongside with the Enforcer, the Human Wrestling Database, Corey Mack. I'm a, I'm a fan divided. It's, it's tough times. You, you know, I'm trying to put on a smile right now, and I just, you know, can't after what happened. Uh, and the marquee of No Cell, Mike Booble. That's right. It is I. It is me. It is we, the podcast that loves Jay Leno and DDP. I well, yes, and I've often referred to you as the Patrick Wisdom of uh, of our podcast network. Uh, hadn't been an Aaron Judge, so there is that. I mean, there's nobody on my team with fucking shit, so. <laughs> we suck, and there's always next year. Yep. Hey, welcome to the Cubs pre-2016. <laughs> yep. And since 2017. But you had one great year. I mean, we had the one year, baby. <laughs> How was your guys' uh, wrestling weekend? Um, Wicked? I don't know. That's, that's <laughs> I, that was the setup, Wicked. As <laughs> let's, uh, let's talk about Pow Pro Wrestling's Wicked Games. Uh, Corey, what do you think in the pre or the uh, that they played the uh, him, I think it's him version of Wicked Games? You're like, I have no idea what this is. I did not know there was a second version. I was waiting to hear Chris Isaac uh, yodel into the uh, ether to me. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's cool. It's cool. Um, what a weird feeling this show. This show had a <laughs> walking in. There was a feeling for me and most people didn't probably didn't notice it but it just felt different your your spider uh senses were tingling right my spidey senses were tingling and uh, i told you before the show started i'm feeling a new champ tonight didn't know who yep. mm-hmm. i just felt uh i think they're gonna go full bore So let's get into uh, Pal's Wicked Games. We start off with uh, Mr. Ulala's Tea Party, as is originally supposed to be Caden Cassidy, but um, King Naja takes his place as uh, Cassidy is uh, is in protest of one Brian Zane. As he should and the sh- As he should be in the chicanery that he does around for I mean, Pal. It's, it's totally justified justice for my man Caden Cassidy. That's true. As uh, Mr. Ulala tells one King Naja that if Caden can return at next month's show, he might have he, it's uh, he has something that will uh, pique his interest. Ooh. Uh, the first the pre-show match of the, of the Wicked Games was Nick Radford versus Stephen Bradley with Frankie Dove. Again, we we didn't get any erotica from Mr. Radford, and that's a, another disappointment. Stephen Bradley, I finally figured it out after we left the show Saturday night. He reminds me visually of a wrestler 
the 80s, and I couldn't quite face it, place it. Like, he's not as jacked as this dude, but in, in, there may only be one guy who listens to this who uh, will get the reference, but kind of reminds me of Wildcat Wendell Cooley. That's where I yeah. I you, just, you just made that. You just made that yeah. shit up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I assure you, he was real and he existed. Mostly. So what about uh, <laughs> what about Bobcat Jerry Allwright? Yeah, Law and Order. Dun dun. <laughs> uh, during the match, uh, Frankie uh, steals Radford's book of erotica. As then he gets on the apron and uh, gets in a tug of war with Radford, as Radford takes the book, as then the ref is arguing with Dub to get off. Radford hits Bradley with the uh, book for the win. It was a good match. Uh, great showing. Erotica. Yeah. I, besides, besides, besides us not getting the erotica stuff, um, it was a good match. Uh, Bradley is. Uh, you know, I think this is, you know, what his third match, third or fourth match, I want to say. And you, I can totally see that he's improving every match. So that was a, it was a f- overall fun match for the two of them. Yep. I, uh, Nick Radford ever actually gets the chance to read his erotic fiction out loud. It's going to usher in the next uh, 84 boom in professional wrestling. People want that. People want it. I'll have to reciprocate by reading some of my Golden Girls fanfic. (laughs) What we need is the crossover event of the century. Yeah. The Golden Girls tag team, Nick Radford. Thank you for being a friend. (laughs) (laughs) And then there was Mod. And then there was Mod. This 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 podcast is (laughs) exclusively for Mr. (laughs) Uvala. Let's get to our first match of the show, as it's the Blanchard brothers. That's right, the Blanchards t- with Mister Ulala taking on those dirty, cheating, disgusting Hammer brothers. Mm, in a almost, Joe. almost, you almost did it right. What you meant to say was No Sun Entertainment's favorite tag team, the Hammer brothers. Uh, no, um, I even broke it down on Twitter. It's it's even on Twitter. <laughs> There's a there's a ranking system. Well, that ranking is somewhat in question. <laughs> I didn't even see the outsiders, you know. I don't, you know. Yeah. But it's a two out of three falls match for the POW Tag Team Championships. Uh, the Hammers get the first fall, and it's one nothing. And we're me and Corey are like, hey. It was cheating like crazy. Cheating like crazy. You know, one in, one out, and they just cheated the whole time to get yeah. the first fall. There was, well, there was no observing tag team rules. I, uh, I must uh, point that out. But I just made sure, just to, I reassured Corey that, hey, the baby faces always st- are start the underdog. So they always get the next two, you know? So they're already down one nothing. It's fine. Way. Underneath, let's say it's cool. Let's go. I think the hammers won the first fall with like a double clothesline. I want to say, and then, yeah, uh, then the Blanchards get the second fall with a uh, doomsday device. They may have cheated a little too, but after the first fall, 
All's fair. All's fair. You know, one for one. You know, one in, one out. One one cheat. The second team doesn't cheat. You know what I mean? Like, what can I say? Then we get to the third fall. As during the match, uh, chicanery happens as uh, Mr. Udala notices that uh, Bubba is missing his uh, is missing his uh, chain, and he's gonna put it on. Uh, oh, what can I say? Mr. Udala accidentally punches Bubba with the chain, causing those dirty Hammer Brothers to get the victory. Yeah. So. As if that wasn't bad enough, but then, but then, like, I don't understand. Like, our whole like uh, bunch of country uh, idyllic lifestyle is falling apart, Joe. Uh, yeah. Um, after the match, Mister Lola tries to uh, explain himself, but the Blanchards push him away, and they like it looks like they want no part of no part of Ulala, and you know again. I don't know what to do. I didn't know what to do with my hands. I was just sitting there. You know what? What I did with my hands, I put my face in for, into them because I'm like, the family's breaking up. It looks like, and I just can't can't well, handle say, it. I will say the the Blanchards appeared to go baby face after the match, putting over and congratulating the Hammer Brothers, uh, shaking hands, leaving, um, letting the Hammers uh, celebrate. Which is, I mean, they're. When they came out, holy shit, that, that pop, it was, I mean, they're, they're flipping over. There's no denying that. Um, and uh, real quick, Joe, before, uh, before we go on, if we didn't mention the, uh, the nice Tim Bell salute to, mm-hmm. to Thunder uh, Pacific Northwest Wrestling uh, mainstay for, for a long time, who had recently passed and was, uh, was a good dear friend to a lot of the guys and uh, a mentor to others. Uh, that was really nice. Uh, really well done. Um, yeah, I just wanted to put that in there, make sure that that uh, I got some attention. Can I say something real quick about that, too? Yeah. Like, the salute was awesome. Like, all the wrestlers were out there. It was a really great salute. Fans, when that's going on, shut the fuck up. Yeah, it annoyed me a little bit. I was uh, like, for you can't shut the hell up for 20 seconds? Like, Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was annoying. Um, but, but, but the, the, the salute itself was really well done. And, uh, and then the Blanchards, you know, putting over the hammers after the match by saying they remind him of thunder and that was cool. Uh, but yeah, the family's falling apart, Joe. And, uh, I don't know. I'm a Blanchard follower through and through, but, uh, I don't know about this being nice to the hammers and cavorting with them. I don't know about that. I'm going to have to think hard. Yeah. Go I'm going to have I'm going to have to, you know, sit in a dark room for a week or so and then, you know, examine my own well, life and what's happening. I mean, it would make sense, you know, just looking at our rankings here of, of how Nuts Entertainment ranks tag teams in the history of ever. I mean, you have the you have the Hammer Brothers on top, number one. Number two, of course, being the Midnight Express. Of course. And I'm just kind of, kind of scrolling through the list here, number 277, Jay Leno and DDP. And then just skipping over a couple more teams here. It looks like number 999 uh, is where the Blanchards came in. So That, that seems dangerously low. I just want to say that. Uh, yeah. It seems yeah, really dang. low. I don't know who did this list, but, you know, I think... Um, uh, God is who did that list, sir. And God. and God, she makes no mistakes. TDP and Jay Leno. Nice deep I mean... I mean 
to be fair, uh, Little Birdie uh, did tell me that it was going to be the other tag team that DDP had, and I was like, well, that person's a pedophile, so maybe we don't go with that one. Yeah, let's go with this one instead. <laughs> like, Jay Leno's just a jackass. It's fine to be a jackass. That's fine. <laughs> I, I'm serious, bro, for just a minute. I will maintain that when Jay Leno put an arm lock on uh, Hulk Hogan, uh, that's the day that was going to died for me, really. I mean, it's, it's hard to come back from that. Yeah. Yeah, you know who? who oh, Jay Leno, better work on the John Moxley. Say there first. You know, whoever took over the No So Twitter account made this list. I just want you to know right now, identity, identity theft is not a joke. Millions of families suffer every year. Oh, All right, Joe. Uh, it was Joey Lacell. Oh, Christ! Yeah, he's been hanging out with Party Marty. He's back. <laughs> might have to get the uh, might have to get the uh, No So attorney on it, Joe. Hmm. I think Joseph Parks here. Okay. Uh, after the uh, first match, we get a promo with uh, Brian Zane and Derek Shaw. As Derek says, the book of Shaw and Cleaver will end tonight. And uh, he will get the victory over one Dr. Cleaver in their strap match. Yep. Or next. Hmm? I just said, yep. Yep. Yeah. Our next match is. Uh, the fallen flower Kikio taking on Izzy McQueen. <laughs> I didn't know how to. This started oddly, and uh, the match was good. It was okay, but I don't know what was going on before the match. It's so I. About, I didn't hear what her, Izzy's like, you know, nickname is, but something goblin. And a garbage can. I don't know. Yeah. Those chops that Izzy was hitting Kikio with left a lot of marks. Yeah, those were nasty, dude. Those were those were good. They were. Uh, it's a fine match. You know, they they did uh, fine work. I like Kikio. Yeah. Uh, she had a new trainee with her. I uh, I forget her name. Eliza True, I think, or something like that, in her corner. So that was interesting. Is this Izzy's? First batch and back in pal? Second. She was at the last show. Second match. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Bringing the OGs back. I like it. Yeah. Well, I'm better. Um, but yeah, she wins via count out because uh, Kikio's uh, youngling uh, helps distract Izzy. Youngling. I like it. I mean, you can't really call him young boy. Yeah. But it, yeah. Uh, after the match, though, Kikio and her youngling beat up Izzy until uh, Murphy Madsen comes out and makes the save. Yeah. I smell a tag match. The 90s are strong. Um, and No Scrubs is a fine song, but I still think she should use the All That theme song as her theme song. Dude, 100%. It, would it be doesn't all get that. more 90s than all that. Uh, we gonna pr- like what if like what if it's more money to license all that than it is no scrubs? That'd be funny. <laughs> all right, what's next, Joe? Uh, we're gonna uh, promo with Brian Zane with uh, Zicky Dice as Zicky says that uh, there's a new side of the dice as uh, he's gonna win tonight and he's gonna be uh, the first ever double champion. It's a bold claim. There I you like go, it. Zicky. 
Our next match is uh, the strap match of Dr. Cleaver versus Derek Shaw. Um, that was, what's that? Some of these chops, man. Right. Uh, the the Actually, one across a run there, the one that uh, Cleaver hit Shaw with across the chest, like right in front of us, was maybe the loudest pop I've ever heard. Oh man, that had to hurt like a son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did ask Matt- producer if uh, she'd rather take that chop or the kendo stick and shoot with kendo stick. Still. I think she's going to change one of these days on what type of, uh, you know, object she would like to be hit with. And every once in a while, her mind changes from that uh, kendo stick to something else. And then it always goes back to the kendo stick after seeing, like, the strap or something. Well, yeah, I wouldn't want Dr. Cleaver swinging a strap in my chest. That's for damn sure. Yep. Uh, in my notes, I did put that Derek Shaw said that he could do a front flip over Naja. So Naja got in the ring and... Uh, Shaw d- did a front flip over Naja. By that, I mean Naja tugging him off the second turnbuckle, allowing Cleaver to hit his pop-up powerbomb, sit-down powerbomb, for the, and then touches all four corners for the win. I must say, I was a little surprised. I kind of thought Shaw would win. Um, but, you know, it was a good match. I, again, Naja fucking just stealing the show uh, when he's out there. Fucking hell, he's hilarious. Uh, strap matches are like historically my least favorite gimmick match. Um, having said that, of all the ones I've seen, this one was one of the more entertaining ones. You want to know why I think? Because this why? match eliminated the trope that annoys me in those matches where they'll slowly walk from one side to the other, hitting turnbuckle. And then after the third one, the guy will stop them magically. They'll go back again and start it all over. They'll do that like two or three times. They didn't do that in this fucking match. I think they did it like they did it like once. Well, no, they no, they didn't. He wasn't slow at all. He fucking went over, hit their buckles. The guy stopped him, and they just went back to their business. And then the second time, he fucking hit all four. It was refreshing. Yeah, Yeah, like what? Go ahead, Booble. Yeah, it's nice. Like it's it's the same. It's akin to like the. you're climbing a ladder with fucking 900 pounds of weights on your back. You're right. Like just get it, up the ladder, go touch the turnbuckles. So mm-hmm. like this, it was nice. Like I think Cleaver did touch them one time, and then uh, Shaw stopped him. But he wasn't what Corey's saying. He wasn't doing the oh, I'm hurt. I'm. And he's just like boom, 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 stopped. Then I'm 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 glad we didn't get the like the trope of you know if Cleaver carried him on his shoulder. Oh, yeah, and then that he's he's touching them behind, and Cleaver's yeah. playing, I don't know what's happening behind me. Then he flips over him and hits the fourth one first and wins. Yeah, yeah that's been yeah. done. We, yeah. But I just like the fact that he does the, the sit down, and then he just touches all four in, like, one breath. Yeah, putting over your finisher. Something else that happens in this company that doesn't happen in most others. <laughs> Take notes, bigger companies. So after Shaw losing, I I leaned over to one Mr. Corey and I was like, hmm, this is in- interesting. Yeah, you know? Joe was accumulating a thought in his in his brain cell there. Yep, I have no idea what I just said. But it, it sounded right. It sounded, it sounded right. Dirty. The older I get, the, I, I'm, I'm 
convinced I have many strokes. And... <laughs> that's me. That's that's my job. Remember, to to give Corey many strokes. What, 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 hang on, hang on. You should hear me at work sometimes trying to answer a phone. Jesus Christ, you think I was eighty-five-year-old with uh, goddamn uh, Alzheimer's? I can't even use words. I'm pausing. It's embarrassing. Get my shit together. So I I start cooking an idea at that moment with Shaw going, hmm, he lost the match, which we all thought he was going to win. So my brain started cooking. So my favorite going into uh, the uh, Rumble, I'm like, might might have been Derek Shaw going into it that night. Because your brain is conditioned to think like shitty WWE booking. Damn right. Loses. That means he must be winning the other match. Mm-hmm. That's the only company in the world that makes the guy who's about to win the title look like a piece of shit before he does it. Yeah. <laughs> so my brain went there. And then we get a promo. Wait a minute, with... are, you, are you saying instead of doing that, you should build up the eventual champion to make him look strong? Well, you'd fucking think so, but apparently. Yeah. You know what? You know what? I, I would like to think like, oh, I know what I'm talking about, but I mean, the, the adverse has been proven true. They make a billion dollars a year and it ass backwards. So, yeah. Well, they just, oh, they just what broke their day one for the next upcoming WrestleMania. I don't count you know, that. Pre- sh- I can't take it seriously. They're yeah. trying to tout it as all time. Yeah, it's two nights. Of course, you sold more tickets than you did to fucking yeah. WrestleMania 17. Goddamn. And, uh, you know, we all follow some of the same people on social medias, and uh, apparently WrestleMania tickets are fucking insanely expensive now, so of course you have a live game record. God damn, they're getting fucking ridiculous. What, you, like, what was it, like 600 bucks for nosebleed seats? Yeah, it was like five or 600. It was ridiculous. Jesus, dude. That's fucking mine. No wrestling event is worth that price. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I want to go to like one one day just to say that I went to a WrestleMania, but I would like to not have to sell a kidney to do it. And you'd have to have fucking Hogan and Cena teaming up against goddamn Fez and Gotch to get me to think, well, oh, that's I worth mean, it. You would think that, Corey, but you know what team's going over, brother. Yeah. Don't, don't worry. Don't worry, you know uh, they can find a way in Saudi Arabia to bring uh, them back to life. Oh my, yeah. We'll oh, get we to... Hogan, and, or even though he's still alive. But fucking... When we had the Yoko and then the... Fake Yoko and like a weird warrior. And... Yep. Gentlemen, I just figured it out. Yep. So you know how Goldberg wants to have one more match. Oh. He's going to get it eventually, yes. right? He's going to get his final match. Probably. Uh I know who's going to want the want, who's going to want that win back, brother. Yeah. Get old crippled arthritic Hogan out there. Uh you know Saudi will pay for that shit. He might not even be able to physically do the finger poke at do at this point now. I just want to see Goldberg shoot on him and spear the living fuck out of him. Spear the fake hip right out of Hogan. Goldberg, pretend, pretend Hogan's Bret Hart and kick his fucking head in the third row. Oh, my. Booker's on, on commentary having an orgasm. Hell yeah, man! 
God. So at Wicked Games, uh, we get a promo with Brian Zane with Chris Brady as he is, says that he will be winning the Rumble later on and taking on Funny Bone for the title since he won base the six the scramble at base brawl and he'll be the last entrant into the Rumble. Believe that partner. So our next match is the Rumble to Regret match. I wrote right. down. Oh, now I wrote Mike, them all down. Since you weren't there, Joe took over your gimmick of writing down everybody. Uh, I. Let's see how good We'll we'll talk off air. I had uh I had some issues. What you gonna say it? It was streaming. Uh, not but, well. Yeah. <laughs> um. So we had the Rumble to Regret match. Uh, Jaden came in at one. Sonico came in at two. The returning Chase James came in at three. Oh. Hold on. Hold on. Right there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. This dude is fucking phenomenal. <laughs> he was awesome. I got the lowdown from the producer and Joe about his, his antics and shenanigans. <laughs> this dude, like... He, outside of maybe Bubba Blanchard, he he like he gets the most natural heat from the crowd, and it's so effortless when he does it. Oh, oh my god! He was the perfect like pussy in this match. Just <laughs> come in for and one like, and go hide again. And it's perfect, right? Because he is a jack dude. Like he's built like a some bitch. My favorite part. He's sneaking around outside, and I think it was Izzy that was like leaning against the bottom rope, you know, get, getting a breather, and he just starts choking her from behind. Should I choke her? Like, well, he sat and he, he just starts he, choking her. I'm like, what he a sat, He sat next to us, and then like the person behind us, behind where we're sitting behind him, like pushed his chair down and it's like, get back in the ring. Yeah, I'd have. Uh, I wish it was but, <laughs> then we had a Zeb Zeb Saint one at four, Kikio at five, Izzy McQueen at six, Doctor Cleaver at seven, uh, Eliza True, that's the uh, youngling for Kikio, comes in at eight, making her debut. Uh, number nine is Stephen Bradley. Number ten is uh, Murphy Madsen. Uh, number eleven is Nick Radford. Number twelve is King Naja. Then that at that moment, King Naja became my uh, favorite to win the Rumble. 13 is Thick Rick Rodriguez. What a great name. Oh, my God. Was that, Corey? I said he kind of got over. Yep. Number 14 was uh, yep, was uh, Frankie Dove. Number five, uh, 15 was Jonas. 16 is Rashad uh, Tyson. 17 was Amira in her uh, Eddie Guerrero gear. Love it. Uh, number 18 was Zay Perez. Number 19 was uh, Mikey Montoya coming up to the Golden Girls uh, theme song. So that was a, a a plus for the producer. Number 20 was Paul Danger. Number 21 is Spencer Scott. Number 22 was Nathan Fox. Uh, number 23 was Derek Shaw. But he doesn't come out. Oh, so, got we got a Curtis Axel situation. So Charlotte, 
To this day, Shaw's still in the Rumble. Got it. 24 was Sobel Varro making his debut. 25 was Charlie Avelle. However, Drexel jumps him during his entrance. Number 26 was uh, Abigail Warren. Number 27 was Zicky Dice. Number 28 was Drexel. Number 29 making his debut was Damon. Number 30, and your final entrant, was Chris Brady. However, 31 comes out, and that it was vacant. That surprised everybody, including the ring announcer, who over the loudspeaker was like, wait a minute, we've already had 30, guys. We've already got 30. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess at 31, vacant. Um, however, at, and also in this match, the final four becomes a fatal four-way. As it should be. As it should. It, you know, I like that step a little. It's you the know. perfect way to do that match. Mm-hmm. And let me look at my notes and see. The final four was Zicky Dice, Jaden, Amira, and Chris Brady was your final four. However, Vacant grabs a chair and starts hitting everybody as... Then Zicky takes the pinfall, and then uh, it's down to Zicky and Vacant. And, the, you know, vac- uh, Zicky's like, I'm going to kick your ass. And then he wins via roll-up. So taking on Funny Bone in a bit. With a roll-up, I was like, now wait a minute, Lesla. There's some shenanigans happening here. That's when my brain changed that situation as well, to the... Um, chicanery of you know, first Zicky coming out 27. You know, this is the you know, the joke of the WWE being that's the one that mo- most people win out of. Then vacant coming out at 31, and they've been having this feud for a while now. And then he wins a via roll up after you know, pinning the other competitors in the ring because vacant hit him with a chair. So then my brain started thinking again. So then we get intermission as they were going to change the uh, ring ropes into barbed wire ropes. This was my favorite wrestling match of the night. It was the, the, the crew against the barbed wire ropes. <laughs> the, the, the rumble match was fun, you know, chaotic at, at almost at all times because you're trying to see who's where, who's there. Favorite part was, uh, you know, we made the joke about uh, Chase James ha- hanging out outside. And then Nick Radford comes out. And when he does, he goes straight and sits down and starts reading his book. Yep. That was cool, too. Now, it was a oh. good, I liked, it was a good Rumble Super Grant. I liked, uh, you know, Jaden did the Iron Man, uh, you know, pole to pole. Amira looked good. She's over. It's crazy. Love the Eddie Guerrero gear. Um, interesting. Very mm-hmm. it. And then Corey's favorite match of the night was the barbed wire setup process. As it just, you know, I felt bad for the producer. Felt bad. She wanted like to the point that she wanted to jump in to like help them like in any way possible that she could have because there's just we were right there and you, I heard the one ref to the other one. This should be so easy. I don't get it. It was so easy earlier. And I felt like, yeah. oh man, 
Yeah, like wrestlers start coming out to like see if they can help. You can see people pushing the post in to see if they can yeah, tap, you know, get it closer. And it's just like you felt bad. But I like the fact that they, huh? They got it up. They got it. I like the fact that they had people come out and cut promos to oh, yeah. kind of distract the fans from seeing what's happening inside the ring. You had Funny Bone come out and talk about how he, uh, um, it's going to win. You had the hammers say that they're going to do an open challenge for the next show. Funny bone also put over his new demon dick t-shirt. That's true. Um, the, you know, they, uh, hammers open do to say they're going to do an open challenge next week and the crowd chart start chanting for the flame and aces. So who knows? Um, Naja comes back out and talks about how, uh, at the next show, the Empire were bringing its queen in with Caden. Oh, I forgot the name. Maserati something. Yeah, I, it's something like that. I forgot it too. Um, Mr. Ulala comes out and says that since Vinny breached his contract and, you know, if he wants to return, he has to pay that fine. The Blanchards are under the Masaro contract. They left him and the Blanchards are acting weird and won't return his texts. So That's maybe... So maybe the Blanchards may no longer be part of POW. Blast friend. Then my head just went sinker, <laughs> sunk more and more in my hands. And I mean, just, I'm just yelling, what is happening to my family? Blasphemy. I'm fine with it. <laughs> you would, you son of a bitch. We're crying here and you're like, huh, that's, you know, can't grieve forever. Yeah, well, I can't grieve forever. That's the main event, Joe. <laughs> the main event is for the Power Championship of Barbar Everywhere match. Zicky Dice versus the champ, Funny Bone. Funny Bone um, coming out wearing the all-white gear, so you knew something was, you know, blood's going to be upon us. The uh, producer was wearing white, and I was like, oh, you're in this match, too? She goes, uh... I guess I might be. But we had a barbed wire ropes. We had a barbed wire uh, chairs. We had the uh, barbed wire table. We had the barbed wire um, folding chair that poor the uh, poor ref got kicked into because Zicky pulled him in front of it. Now, not a was, barbed wire chair like you're thinking. No. But a barbed wire chair where the barbed wire had replaced, you know, the seat in the back. That I I I felt bad because for the ref because he got kicked into it and then fell back and then his neck fell onto the top barbed wire uh, the bottom uh rope that was barbed wire. Rough night at the job. But we got uh both men are bleeding. We have chaos. There's uh, drips of blood in uh front of us on the floor. Boo uh. Corey got a lap dance by uh, Funny Bone as he was trying to get the table out from under the rope, under the table. Ring. Like if I could move back, I would, but he, we we're stuck. He didn't have a lot of room to move there. Corey, you should have hit him at the uh, the old Gertner. Well, well, well. I was like, what is going to happen else in this match? And then uh, Super Vacant came in. Super vacant comes in and I leaned over the producer. I'm like, I think I know who it is. Like it was somebody in the rumble earlier. As nope. then 
Nope. As then they, uh, as uh, well, Funny Bone plays competent baby face and actually takes the mask off making. And it turns out to be uh, Brother Levi. Say what? As uh, Brother Levi and Zicky double powerbomb Funny Bone through the barbed wire table for the pin and the win. And your new pal champion, double champion, Zicky Dice. Zicky two belts. And then Brian Zane wants to talk to them. Joe. I was going to get there. As uh, they, uh, he questions them both on what, what, what just happened. And, you know, Levi was just, he's my brother. Got to help him out. You know, blood's thicker than regret. And then uh, they asked Zicky why. And Zicky was like, well, I made some regrets in my life. And then he punches Zane and they walk well, away. Sure. But then Funny Bone talks. Yep. Funny cut, uh, Funny Bone cut a promo. Um, you know, he started crying. He doesn't know what's going to happen. You know, he's wrestling hurt. Um, so he doesn't know what's going to happen with him. You know, if he's going to take some time off, what's going to happen. But it was a... Uh, Powerful speech by him, you know, wanting people to come by his booth and say hi or just maybe buy. It was an interesting uh, ending to the show. I was, uh, I did not see the winner and turn coming. So that was good. Although I should have looked like as soon as like, like earlier you were talking about the promo he cut about how he was now a butterfly after he, this is a different side of dice. Once you said that, looking back, I was like, oh, that should have been clear as day. That should have been like the, uh, you know, the old red light in WWE. But uh, but I didn't get it that night. I didn't even think about it. Uh, so well, I didn't see it coming. It's because yeah. they didn't hammer it over your head for six for 16 straight months. That's true. That's true, too. They he actually did a very good job of He didn't make it, it so blatantly obvious he was turning. Right, um, yeah. He, yeah, it would have been a little heavy-handed for him to say, hey, I'm Zicky Dice, I'm turning heel. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, watch Raw enough, and uh, I didn't see that coming. So that was nice. And Funny Bone, I don't know. I wonder, is he taking some time off because he is hurt? Is he also maybe just going to be gone for a while? Uh, it left you with more questions than answers, which is always the sign of a good show, in my opinion. Um, so yeah, I enjoyed it. I, I thought, oh, okay, this is a new, it's definitely a new kind of turn, um, uh, turn in direction. Just turn saying, in Corey, <laughs> it's a new day. Yes, it is. No. <laughs> I was thinking that, too. I'm like, just say it, Corey. <laughs> that's not even what I was thinking. I, I, I just didn't want to say new era because that's overplayed, too. But I was like, it's definitely a new direction for the company, up uh, top especially main event level is fresh who knows i for one i'm really liking the idea of zicky dice as the champ makes all the sense in the world to me uh you know he's been on national television he's got a, a name of, of some sort it's good to me that makes all the sense in the world uh i'm looking forward to what the future has here it's uh it's fresh i'll tell you that 
I mean, I support Zicky Dice, if for no other reason, that by punching Brian Zane in the face, we get a little bit of hashtag justice for Caden Gasson. There you go. I'm, uh, just sad. I'm just sad that there's no chance we'll see Johnny Swinger come here with Zicky one week. That would be fantastic. The rain is new, you know, young, so who knows? Go um, to paint. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. And what is it? It's only like two weeks till the next show. They're going to be part of that uh, Popcorn Utopia. Yep, Popcorn Utopia is uh, September 1st. Get your tickets now at powerprowrestling.com. And then on September 15th, Friday the 15th, it is the next PAL show, uh, Altered Alt- Egos. Which, by the way, have you seen the new poster for it? It looks badass. That might be my favorite poster they've done yet. That's badass looking. Yeah, with uh, it's Levi and uh, Zicky in color with like shattered glass around with the other wrestlers around them. That's badass. But uh, you can also get your tickets at powerprowrestling.com or the Eventbrite app. Um, but for Wicked Games, I had a fun time. It's yeah. you know again that more questions. You know, like when I made the comment earlier, but like when Zicky came out tw- at twenty seven, my mind went, "Oh, he's winning." And then just then the chicanery kind of with the pinfall roll up out of nowhere, you know, just a simple roll up on vacant. I'm like, Ooh, we might be getting a hill turn tonight. You know what? You know, what's awesome about that is I didn't get any of that. And you know why I figured that I have so much fun when I go to pal, I just kind of turn my brain off on that shit and just enjoy Mm -hmm. the show, which, which is hard for me to do because I've been watching for so long. I can't watch hardly anything without like breaking it down and trying to figure out what's going to happen. Right. But, and even in turn it off and even, yeah, even with me doing it, it's not ruining my time there. You know, I'm just like in my head, like, Oh, he he won. Okay. Hmm. And then I'm like, and to be honest, you still don't know what's going to happen. You know, he, he might've won the rumble, but funny bone retains, you know? So I was like, Hmm. But I had a fun time. The producer had a thrill. She, when the barbed wire match started, she, like, she got in that rush mode, you know, of like, oh, my God, it's happening. Let's go. going to take your head and just run it across the bottom rope of barbed wire. Yeah, that's basically how she, like, I could just see her reaction, like, that, like, the thrill of, like, jumping off a bridge type situation like that thrill ran through her when the barbed wire match started and she's like let's go she's a demon she's bloodthirsty joe you're gonna come home one day and catch a light bulb to the face oh without question i you know i assume that will happen (laughs) the good old jr asked how the show was and i told him how you know fun it was and uh i was like yeah zen had a rush when uh the Barbara match started and he's like, you have a strange partner. I'm like, yep. <laughs> but again, fun show. Hammer mania was strong. Oh my God. Uh, that pop was ridiculous. Hammer me, bro. And you know, they're, they're not my favorite, you know, they, they're uh, Mr. Booble's favorite. Uh, tag I, team, so it's on the internet. No entertainment's you know, favorite tag team. Identity theft, man, guys. You know, but again, 
fun shows. You got to go support them. It's a fun time, you know, two or two, two and a half to three hours long. You don't, it's not a slow, you know, slog. Um, cool vacation with world pies. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, t- the tickets are not ball busters at any, you know, it's not like you're buying WrestleMania tickets. They're affordable. It's fun to take the family, the kids, or just yourself and a group of guys or maybe a buddy. It's a fun time, man. Again, get your tickets for uh, it's popcorn. Huh? It's as close to territory wrestling as you're ever going to get again. And that's on purpose. Yeah. It's, it's, and it's by no means a bad thing. Yeah. Um, get your tickets for cheap pops at the Popcorn Topia on September 1st. And then get also get your tickets for uh, Altered Egos on September 15th, both on Friday nights, both on Fridays, uh, at com for Altered uh, Egos or uh, com for Cheap Pops. So we we're coming off Pow, and now we're we have we're gonna preview. AEW's all in in Rimley, but first we have some quick notes from this past week we want to discuss talk about. Uh, WWE uh, last on last week's SmackDown it might have been maybe Edge's last sh- match with WWE, or at least in Canada. I don't buy it. It'll be back. Um, that was you know there was. Literally the next day, he might be at Wembley. Who knows? But then I saw something that his contract isn't up till September. So who uh, knows? I, I don't put any. Yeah, whatever. I don't buy into that at all. Yeah. Uh, he said for sure he was going to retire after this three years. But and and, and I, the revisionist history is strong with wrestling fans again, as it always is. Uh, all the flowers that I read this weekend over. What an epic three-year return he had where it was full of nothing but great. Uh, did I watch a different return than everybody else? I'm not saying it was bad because it wasn't. But it was far from being magical. The, the first night was magical. Absolutely. One of the best feel-good moments I've ever seen in a wrestling show when he pops out at the Rumble. Uh, but then it was just marred by injuries and bad luck. I mean, the fucking... The pandemic starts, and then he gets that injury in the match with Orton. Then he comes back at number one in the 21 Rumble and wins, which should not have happened at the time. Everybody shit on it. He gets the main event with Roman that was so lackluster, they had to add Brian, and that still didn't help. Um, The the series of matches with Rollins were fine. Uh, I really liked the Hell in a Cell match, especially. Um, You know, he fucking... (laughs) Then the Judgment Day stuff happens. It lasts a month. Then they just kick him out. That just felt weird. He has that fucking terrible mixed feud with Miz and Maurice against him and Beth. And then he's just kind of a non-factor after that. Had that terrible fucking match with Finn Balor at this year's WrestleMania. Uh, The Hell in a Cell. It just wasn't good. Um, Yeah, this has not been a great run for me. It's been a you know, okay, I'm glad to see him back. I'm glad he was able to do it. But if I'm guessing, if I'm him, he probably wants another year at least to try to, you know, improve it and do it a little better. 
He can't. Uh, what I'm saying, I don't think he could be very pleased with how that three years went overall. No, but like, how? Like, what would be the steps where he could improve it? It's not like he can work. Like, he just he doesn't have it. No, my thought process is pick three more matches. That's really all you're going to get. He's he's a big event guy, and he should be. He shouldn't be wrestling every week. But he had all these great ideas. First of all, he wanted to put over all the young wrestlers. Who who? He didn't put over any young wrestler, unless you're counting fucking Rollins at damn near 40. <laughs> I'm trying to see if I can find that list. Someone posted a list of people he faced when he came back, and I'm like, no one young. Yeah, he didn't wrestle anybody young. Well, Miz, I think he faced Dom, right, but he beat him. Yeah, he'd be dumb, I guess. But like, <laughs> I mean, he probably wants... I mean, Sheamus, 46 or so, so, I mean, it's not like he's taking on these youngsters. Well, I, and I guess, like... Like, WWE doesn't really have young wrestlers to begin with. I know it's, you know... They don't want you to know that, but they don't really have young wrestlers. He could have like, over three. Even, like, the, like, like, Theory, like, he can't keep up with Austin Theory. Austin Theory can slow it down. He's one of those young guys that can actually work slow. He's not one of those high-flying, like, flippity guys. But I guess, like, if he beats Edge in a bad, slow match, is it better than him just not beating Edge? I mean, it'd be about the same as losing to Cena in a little slow, bad match, I guess. But I think the Cena match is better than any match Edge could give him. I don't think either one would be good. We know for sure one wasn't. I'm not saying it wasn't good. I'm saying it's better than what Edge can do. Uh, I don't know. I I just, I think it was a disappointment overall. I'm glad he got to have the moment at the Rumble. That, that alone makes it worth it to me, I guess, he, in the long run. But, he should have walked away after that. You can't top that. Uh, yeah, it just it didn't work out. Uh, as far as the rumors to AEW, I... I highly doubt it. I hope it doesn't happen, but he did say that two things he wants to do before he retires is have a tag match with FTR and team up one more time and then wrestle Christian. That's what he wants. And, and I guess if he's serious about that, there's only one place he can do it. And I, and I'd be okay with that. Right. I think it's, I think it, it would be better. Like I just shit on him. Right. But it'd be better than what the Hardys can give us now. I was going to say he's and, a, he's a bonus <laughs> over the Hardys, but. Hundred percent, and that's why like the all-in rumor didn't make sense. Like Christians, I don't even think in the country. <laughs> like, um, like why the a, fuck would Edge be there? He's reserved for Chicago the next week. Christian, father um, of the year. I love that uh, Nigel McGinnis on Collision is running with that. He said this week he says, "I just signed up for Christian's fatherhood of the or how to be a good father class." <laughs> So I have uh, so Edge's like last match since 2020 when he returned, he took on Randy three times. He took on Jey Uso on a SmackDown. Then that went on with to go. Uh, then uh, Brian and Roman. Then he took on Roman at Money in the Bank. Then he took on Rollins three straight times. Then the Miz. And then AJ Styles two times in a row at uh, WrestleMania 38, night two, and then Backlash of 2020. And then Judgment Day. Then he went through all members of Judgment Day. 
then went to uh, the mix, uh, still uh, Judgment Day with Balor and Ripley, then Theory for one night, and then continued with Balor and Hell in Cell, then then Sheamus, but he also took on Grayson Waller one week, then the triple threat match, AJ and Mysterio for the tournament for the championship. And I've heard the Waller match was good. But that's the only... But even then, Waller's like in his mid-30s, damn near. Uh, maybe we're just at the point where youngster in WWE jargon is like 35 to 40. Well, Not yeah, because... I, was it you? Was it you that sent us like the text? Someone did. Of like... Young nowadays, you know... Someone was in like... Actuary, they're oh oh uh Hogan and then um Macho Man going to WCW and how WWF made fun of them at the time. And they're like way young. Hogan was forty two when he went to WCW. Yeah. And yeah, then, so okay, yeah, so uh, Hogan's probably like like Ray is forty something, Edge is I think fifty. Like, what are we doing? Ray will be fifty next year. Edge, I think, is either 49 or turning 50 this year. Uh, Damian Priest is like 42. And they're just about to give him his push. Uh, Rollins and Reigns are like 38, 39. Cody is like 37. The Usos mm-hmm. are like 38. There's there's nobody on the yeah. horizon who's actually young. They, legit, they legitimately have two young stars. It's Austin Theory and Rhea Ripley. Yep. Because I don't buy Dom as a star. He has to actually perform in the ring, too. Yeah, no, yeah, he, you know, he's, it's like, this can keep going for a while. It's not, I don't think it's anywhere close to being dead, but it's his ceiling. Yeah. Prove me wrong, Dom. Um, and then announced today, uh, I think it was today, John Cena is going to be returning for the WWE to do uh, the September 1st SmackDown and then the, pay-per-view that's in india in the week later september 8th yeah i don't know if it's a ple or not but there's a show in india superstar spectacle i like how as the 2020s goes further and further WWE's big event names go further and further back that sounds like something from the late 70s join us for the superstar spectacle Well, looking back, looking through <laughs> looking through all of Edge's match, there was a couple. It's like uh, Matt at Madison Square Garden against oh, Kevin Owens, but it was like a you know super uh, super spent you know suspendus type shit. I'm like, what? Okay, whatever. What the fuck are you trying to say? Yeah, what was that word? <laughs> I don't know. Sure. I'm gonna leave it at that. That's my stroke. Remember? Okay. But yeah, Cena's. Noted youngster in the business, Kevin Owens. But yeah, we have that. Um, and then uh, AEW. Um, last week we had a a Texas Chainsaw death match between Jeff Hardy and Jeff Jarrett. <sighs> so here, let me ex- let me let me defend this for a second. This was not good. It was stupid. Um, but I have no problem with them doing it because one, they made a lot of money off it. Uh, but two, 
the, my son tried to be like, well, how's that any different from the Dory ones? And I'm like, one, because nobody was eaten by a fucking zombie. Uh, <laughs> that's one. The number baby two, face didn't pose when the house is burning down. Yeah. But more importantly, number two, it's in the middle of a random episode of Dynamite instead of on a pay-per-view. And it's not with main event level guys. It's two guys firmly in the mid-card. Uh, and that's why I didn't have a problem with it. It's all about placement. Would I, I, I have it? Sure. But it happened. Whatever. Yeah. I I didn't mind it. I had someone come over because he was dropping something off and like the, this match started and he's like, I gotta, I gotta see this match. And he had a fun time just watching the chaos happen. See, it's all about how far it goes and what, what in context, like I said, it wasn't a big match on pay-per-view with main event stars. Mm-hmm. It was just the middle of an episode of dynamite with two firmly mid card level dudes. But, you know, it's just, I think it's, you know, someone put on Twitter that Jeff Jarrett has beat Jeff Hardy in every promotion that they've been together with. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, this so. is a big rematch of the first ever TNA pay-per-view main event. Um, and and you know, some, I love somebody added the uh, Leatherface Championship to Jeff Jarrett's Wikipedia of championship. <laughs> But, it, you know, it, I, you know, yeah, it, I enjoyed it just because, like, the producer was having fun when they poured the, you know, f- blood on Jarrett and Karen. Because the producer does not like Karen at all. She might be up there in her top, like, five people that she hates of all time for a, a wrestling character. You know, what? Put, a pin in, put a pin in that idea. Yeah. Had Harvey said it was his first bloodbath in 24 years. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, and plus I'm a mark for anything Jeff Jarrett's in, so, you know, yeah. take that. Yeah. But it was, it, you know, it's just fun. Yeah. It, you know, that's the whole point. It's just them trying to, you know, we got paid over a million plus or something for, we have to promote this game. So how do we do it? Let's just I, death match. Like setting aside that, like, I'm a huge Jeff Jarrett fan and this is, in no way a way to showcase what he can do well. Yeah. Like, what else can you do with Jeff Hardy but this? Oh, this was about it. Like, like he that. can't work in a ring maybe ever again. Like, he's fucking bad. I'll put it to you this way. This upcoming week on Dynamite, the Hardys are challenging Aussie Open for the Ring of Honor tag titles. I like Ozzy Open. To me, they're maybe my third favorite, maybe my second favorite tag team going right now. I'm the brother. But they've got a fucking uphill battle ahead of them. Uh, <laughs> trying to get anything passable out of the Hardys at this point is going to be very difficult. Um, I would bury that match in the middle of like two segments people aren't going to watch anyways. Exactly. I'd be like, yeah, yeah, that'll be uh, segments uh, five and six or six. Jesus, or dude! It open, it probably opens hour one, hour two. Oh my god! Well, there's the insufferable douchebag right there. Enzo. So I've got, yeah, I've got the real one Enzo on my screen at the moment. How you doing? Oh no, this show sucks. <laughs> <laughs> 
Speaking of Big Bill, uh, he has partnered with Ricky Starks now. I love Dude. it. They gave him his diesel. Uh, I was talking to uh, one Mr. Lessel about this yesterday. This is a phenomenal pairing. Right. Because Brian Cage sucks. So yep. it gets him away from Brian Cage. And Ricky Starks needed something. Something was missing from the hill turn, and I think they found it. And it's the per- I mean, I looked at him and I was like, this is a great pairing. This is going to work. Ricky Starks can do the talking. That motherfucker can cut a promo. Mm-hmm. And then this is an opportunity to get Big Bill on TV more and put him over as a fucking monster because the dude has put the work in to get better, to look better. Yes. To be- so, yeah, this is an opportunity. I'm, this is a great pairing. Uh, it, I mean, they're. I mean, I think clearly they're probably going to be fast tracked to a title run. Would be my guess. It would make sense. It'd be smart to do so. Maybe. And then, like, you know, the inevitable, you know, Big Bill face turn when he turns on Ricky Starks. Like, it's going to be right. perfect. They, they. I mean, they have the perfect template in Sean and Diesel from twenty thirty fucking thirty years ago. Just mm-hmm. run it back. Just run it back. Um, I'm uh, yeah. yeah, I told you guys, like, I am slowly, slowly coming around to Big Bill. It's a Going stupid nuts. fucking name. It's a dumbass name. But, the name's dumb, but... Yeah. <laughs> the name's dumb. Uh, Corey, have you watched his Hey EW thing? The Big Not Bill yet. one? I need to. It's so good, because RJ brings up the name. And he's like, uh, you know, Tony liked the name, so... So I went with it. Yeah. We did the uh, Jack Perry one later too. That was pretty good too. He's he's writing my checks. You know what I mean? Uh, that's another dude though that I'm turning on. Jack Perry. I'm each week I'm liking him more and more as the heel. As he's going to retire the uh, FTW belt this week. Yep. On Dynamite. Each week you can see him getting more and more comfortable with being the heel too. Hmm. That's exactly what he needed. Because as a heel, you got to cut the promos, and that's what he sucked at. Yeah, uh, if you watch the Hey uh, AW with uh, RJ, with it's Perry this week, and it's just, you can see him, you know, send for man for botchmania type situations of like him biting his tongue <laughs> because of the quote comments he makes. But, um, this upcoming week for AEW, you know, it's all in. But on Wednesday, they're doing the double taping of Dynamite and Collision. I wonder what's going to happen with Rampage and Ring of Honor this week. Best ofs. Where are they taping at? They are in, I just saw, they're in Duluth, Georgia. Yeah, I was going to say Georgia somewhere. Um, but they, they, they stacked the card for Dynamite as it's the Elite taking on Juice and the Guns, Swerve and AR Fox taking on Darby and Nick Wayne, Ozzy Open versus the Hardys, you have John Moxley versus Ray Phoenix, then you have two sit downs with Renee and MJF and Cole for their matches, and then the contract signing with Jericho and Will Ospreay. I don't think you're going to see a lot for for Collision. I think because uh, when I watched Collision this week, 
when they talked about the next week, they said, next week, tune in to Collision, and the stars will be live here from London talking to you about the show the next day. Yeah. Like, because they're live in London, like interviews and shit. Because there are five segments on Dynamite that are contract signings, interviews, yeah. or the retirement thing. Because the FTR and June, Young Bucks are face to face interview this week. So it's just like, all right, how do we get people to London safely? Not being hurt, not getting arrested. Yeah, we got to talk about that too. Yeah, let's bring that up now. That's why my segue there. As a. Yeah, I give him credit. He's living the gimmick. He's the most 80s wrestler that there is now. As we woke up, I think it was Friday to the news that uh, Cash Wheeler was arrested. Aggravated uh, assault. That's what they said, right? Aggravated assault, yeah. It was just a road rage thing. Not to make light of it. I didn't mean it as just a road rage to make light of it. but Yeah. Aggregated assault with a firearm. Which is like a class three felony. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I did I did watch the two minute booking and you know, he has no prior, so they're okay with the release on the amount that they said that they want him to be released from jail. And then he had to pull uh, send in all his firearms within the twelve hours of his release. So um then the I just had to go to the comment section to see what they're you know for sure the Bucks are winning and you know then the conspiracy theory that this could be WWE or some polling oh trick. Yeah. I hate wrestling fans. <laughs> Fuck, they're the worst. Right? <sighs> yes, they are. Um, you know, I just like the. You know, and then all the memes started coming out of, you know, there was the mugshot of Wheeler and number of holds and zero. It's like not, yeah. Armbar. Not even an armbar. Yep. Um, then the young database stole it from somebody, but what FTR really stands for? Fire the revolver. I was like, God damn. I knew he got it somewhere, but I laughed. I was like, God damn it. And I like the, uh, the old Arn promo, yeah, with him pulling the, the gat, gat it. <laughs> Got Dax's face on him. Yeah. Holy but yeah, I mean, they I, uh, that he has no previous offenses and complied with everything. I don't think we'll hear much more of it. I don't think it's going to be a very yeah. big deal, to be honest. Yeah, because you know the joke too about this situation. It's like when Jay or Jimmy got pulled, got a DUI, they won the titles the next day. Oh, yeah, WWE, he'd probably be fucking pushed. Yeah. yeah. I have no to the fight. moon. He, he would yeah. defeat Roman. They're going to lose the fucking titles, but they were going to lose them before this. I mean, come on. The Bucks just signed a brand new fucking deal. They're not going to exert their control to win. Are you kidding me? Right. That, I mean, that's first day, dude. So let's, uh, we have nine matches total so far. Yeah, yeah, Joe. We do have nine matches, and I'm going to take it from you. I'm going to read them, and you're going to react to the matches. But that, that, you're still my gazimic, brother. You're damn oh. fucking right I am. Making you do something else besides read shit from Wikipedia on this damn show. 
come on, guys. Well, I'm going to Wikipedia and read the matches. <laughs> you son of I, I was already there, brother. We're going to make you give opinions and talk and shit. That's right. I'm the host. You know, just That's pretend, all I do. Just, pretend, just pretend you're Devin and say the wrong shit all the time anyways. It's fine. Got it. Okay. Uh, I think Eugene's going to win the title. Um, <laughs> all right. You're off the podcast. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Joe's out. Rob Bartlett's in. All right. So, yes, live from a jam-packed Wembley. Do we know the estimated total yet? Uh, it's um, over 80,000. They've officially uh, – they've no, it's over 81 because they've officially beaten WrestleMania 32 in Dallas for action. I can tell you like two seconds. Uh, so what is – because uh, Cornette said it. What is the record for like physical attendance? It's um, not WWE related. Well, I don't count it. the North Korea ones because they made everybody come at gunpoint. Okay, so uh, that's the one. I think that's the one he referenced. That one combined is like 192,000 for the two nights, but they literally. So if we don't count. So if we don't count North Korea, is this going to be the record for one night attended? This is the record for one night attendance for any wrestling. But That's fucking crazy. WWE stands are trying to throw in the latest uh, couple WrestleManias for two night attendance. Mm-hmm. It's not really because WrestleMania 39. Like no, over two no. nights. <clears throat> so from uh, August 18th from uh, WrestleTix Twitter account. Um, current setup is eighty five thousand four hundred seventy two seats 80,846 have been sold so there's 4,626 tickets still available and i think so, they'll fill those. yeah for sure they'll fill those and then so you'll probably comp up uh, above 90,000 mhm yeah probably and, and then you do the WWE trope of everybody backstage so That's crazy. That's going to be such a weird, like, awesome atmosphere. But anyways, let's get into it. So you're, what's it called, zero hour for them, right? Yep. Yep. For the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championships, you have Ozzy Open taking on MJF and Adam Cole. All right, Joe. Oh, okay. I don't know what to do here. Uh, just by the way, um, no, I'm kidding. Uh, by the way, I, so I'm still in the, just looking at other events. Um, Survivor Series only has 16 tickets still available for them. Um, I don't know what I the talk- fuck has to do with an all-in breakdown, but okay. Well, no, I'm just, just letting you know. They start, they're uh, Joe's just, selling out. Life, baby. Yeah, for <laughs> life. Um I talked about this last week, you know, it's that intriguing thing of, you know, we, we know someone's turning on somebody to get, you know, tickets that we talked about this last week about how, you well, know, MJF, think... oh, good. Or we're talking about more views, more you know, pay-per-view buys. That's the plan. Well, um, drama, but I don't think anybody's turning during the, the zero hour, but I think there will oh, okay. be some sort of drama to get you in. Oh, uh, like like mess somebody messed up type situation. Yeah, somebody messed. Kind of like the breakdown of the hammers and Blanchard. Yeah. Somebody messed up. You almost attack, but you don't. You walk off angry. Something like that. Something yeah. like that will happen. Maybe. Like, str- 
involved. You know, that's mm-hmm. what I'm like. We're, we might get the same situation with the the AEW tag title match, and then you know Cole pull. You know, you know, my in my head Cole does the turn the back round, and MJF like does something this time, but probably doesn't. Um, overall, I'm ex- you know it should be a good match between all four guys. It's you, it's in my head the whole idea of you know you're in Wembley and you have all this talent. And I know more, more matches will be signed, but it's like you have your main event guys wrestle twice, even though it would be like a four hour different difference, you know, them waiting. So I but, thought it was a genius move. It makes all the sense in the world to me. It's your hottest angle. So, yeah, let's use something about it on the zero hour to get those last minute guys on pay-per-view to, to go, fuck, I got to see this now. What the fuck's happening? Uh, to me, that that's a smart move. Um, I. Like, we'll go through the rest of the card in a second, but I hope they don't add a single more match. Well, I hope they add a couple more to zero hour because they, their pre-shows are at their best when they're full of matches. Yeah, I, I think want... they need to do zero hour for sure. Like, at least two more, at least. Yeah, because this one will need some time to breathe. So instead of four, go with three. This will be opening it. Uh, it's the first match on zero hour. So, yeah. A lot of guys are pissed they're not on the card. Apparently, I mean, I don't know. Apparently, a hundred guys thought they were somehow going to get booked for a fucking pay per view in England. And that, like, and that's the thing. Like you, that's why I hope Tony Khan doesn't do what he normally does and just throw motherfuckers on like seventeen more matches. Like, not everybody has to be on. It no, gives them something to strive towards. There's a hard, there's a hard curfew in England to in London, so that pay per view's got to end at a certain time. Yeah, I uh, I think we're all looking forward to that. It sounds, I think it's gonna be a fun match to open the show. Yeah. Uh, and then we go to the show proper. So your your official pay per view kickoff, as we have for the AEW World Tag Team Championships, FTR taking on the Young Bucks. I mean, it'll be a good match. They've had they have good chemistry. I'm tired of the Bucks, but they can perform when they need to. When it's not Gaga, and this won't be Gaga, this will be a fine match, and they're definitely winning. You you can't convince me otherwise. Um, so they'll win the tag belts. Yay. <laughs> um, I uh, I, I like they were gonna win anyways because like Corey said, they signed the contract. They they're gonna put themselves over. But as I told uh, Joe and the producer this yesterday, like. Regardless of what you think, and he might wind up not getting in any kind of trouble or like serious trouble for the for the gun charge felony thing. I hope Tony Khan is a better person than Vince McMahon. You can't have somebody who has a felony assault charge be a champion in your company. They have to lose the belts. Yeah, uh, that's gonna happen. But I was yeah, and I was damn sure after <laughs> after I read that I was like, well, fuck the the Bucks are definitely fucking winning. Yeah, like you just like and you know I'm a I cannot fucking stand the Young Bucks. I love FTR, but they can't have the titles. They have to lose them. Just for, you know, PR standpoint, they can't be a face of your company. Um, yeah, I'm excited for this match. I'm, you know, I'm with you guys on the whole, like, you know, the Bucks winning just because they signed the new contract and with what happened with Wheeler, but... You know, hopefully it's a good match. I know the last one, not, I don't know if it's the last one, but the first one was that slog because it was in the heat 
No, no. You're thinking of FTR against Omega and Page, where they won oh, okay. the That was the one in the sludge. Oh, okay. When yeah. was the last match between FTR and the Bucks? Last year on Dynamite around, oh, geez, I want to say May or June or somewhere around that. Okay. Yeah. They've definitely was spaced. It be- was it before Forbidden Door last year? Does that make sense? Does that sound right? Yeah, I think it was before. Yeah. I mean, if this leads to Starks and Big Bill beating the Bucks for the titles, I'm, I'm kind of okay with that. Yeah, I'm for it. All right, next match. For the AEW Women's World Championship, you have Karushita versus Tony Storm versus Soraya versus Dr. Britt Baker, D-M-A-D. Um, I'm not too excited for this match. Um. I think this is just one of the matches for them to be like, we need a women's match. What do we do? Let's just do all, let's do a fatal four way. Like we did on the first all in. Well, we all know uh, this wasn't what was supposed to happen. Mm -hmm. It was supposed to be Tony storm defending against Jamie Hayter, but Hayter's injury was worse than thought. And she's nowhere near ready to come back. Yeah. Oh, I only, I mean, I like uh, Tony Storm, and she's killing it with her fucking promos on Collision. The character. Oh, my God, she's killing she's it. She's such a good heel. Oh, my God. I, and I like Sheeta as a worker. So if it was just one-on-one, that'd be fucking cool. That's I what I was hoping it was. Definitely don't need Soraya in the ring. And I got to be honest. You know, we're talking about attitudes and people who rub you know, people the wrong way and cancers mm-hmm. in the locker room. And a lot of stuff is thrown towards CM Punk, but uh, let's not forget Britt Baker. Yeah, speak on she it. Has, she has heat with everybody. Every single person not named Adam Cole. Yep. Can't stand her. So, I mean, you know, just saying. Uh, uh, well, well, hell, when they did the tournament to determine who's going in the four, and then it's like, Soraya versus uh, Blue Sky or Sky Blue, and then Britt Baker versus the Bunny, who has not been on TV for months. Like, <laughs> she was yeah, she was injured, but it was just even when she's not injured, she the, she's done the two hardcore matches, tag matches with uh. Oh, they Ford. could they could have made it far more interesting by using even though you know how I feel about her, Athena or. Mm-hmm. You know, Nia, uh, what's her name? Fucking Nyla Rose. Nyla. Yeah. Uh, um, I mean, they they could have, but you know, Soraya. I'm afraid Soraya's gonna win. In her oh, I was country. just gonna say it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, That's why I'm not excited for it too. God, I hope not. She can't this, work. This won't happen. I cannot tell you how much I want her home crowd to boo the fucking shit out of her. I kind of just want Tony Storm to go in there and win the goddamn thing again. Although, in all fairness to Sheeta, if she won and kept her for a little while longer before giving it back to Tony, I, that, I think, that would get her. I think it, if Sheeta doesn't come out winning, it hurts her. Because the I like you know the storyline they're doing for her is that when she was champion the first time, it was in the 
pandemic. So she didn't have anybody really to wrestle in front of. Now this is her shot to, and then her, you know, second, her first pay-per-view or second title defense, she's losing it to a Soraya. Yeah, that's, I hope that's not how they're going to go. Like I get Tony Storm, I get Tony Storm for sure, because, you know, they're, they're slightly building the feud between the two of Sheeta and Storm but they just throw Sheree in because where they're at. And then Dr. You know, for Britt Baker is just because she's a pillar in there's, you know, so they put her in there. So if the, if the latter two win, it just shits on Sheeta's current run. And then what they're trying to do with the women's division. From a business standpoint, I understand him putting Sheree in there because it is the home country. And you have to justify that fucking contract. You gave her. Um, so have her do something, but uh, and this is probably the best place to get the result. But damn, no, I'm not really looking forward to this. I guess to defend it, like from what I think we all expect Saraya to win, so we'll be pleasantly surprised if she doesn't. Like, if you want to continue to have Tony Storm be strong, which is the right decision, like that makes sense for Sheeta to lose the belt here and not have Saraya beat Tony Storm. You know what they might do? Because they've done about all they can with the outcasts. What may be the way to go is to have Tony be dominant, look like she's about to win, but then Soraya steals, steals the win from her. Dissension in the ranks. And then break off Tony Storm. That'd be nice. Although she's killing it with those hill get promos, so I don't know if I want her to go babyface. But... Again, have it's... you watched? Have you seen like videos of her on Twitter, like people filming her at ringside? Yep. She's hilarious. Jeez. She's so Again, good. it's a it's a like 70s actress who they say they're over, she's over the hill, but she's not. And all and WWE keep... to do with her was to have Charlotte embarrass her weekly on TV. And throw a pie in her face. Hmm. Yeah. Wonder why she left. Yeah, Jesus. Can't figure that out. Rhea, escape. You're right. There's light on the other side. I mean, you may not be as over name-wise, but you make a lot of money. <sighs> Well, like that's hmm. too often anyway. The next match hmm. in a tag team coffin match, we have Darby Allen and Sting versus Mogul Embassy. That is AR Fox and Swerve Strickland. All right, I know I'm on an island on this one, but I'm looking forward to this. Yeah, I'm looking uh, forward to. Don't really need it to be a coffin match, but <laughs> but they've escalated the feud with AR Fox and and swerve against Darby to the point where it did need to have some sort of gimmick. So, and that seems to be Darby's gimmick. So, okay, whatever. But, uh, one, you need staying on the card cause he is a legend. And, uh, Joe, I fucking love staying on dynamite this past week. Yes. Joker sting in a way. It was weird. It was like Joker sting, but then he turned into like something else completely. Yeah. But, uh, I can kidnap it. Nana and, making movies with Donna now and carrying him. And it was fucking awesome. I, cause I, for one, am, I loved Joker sting and TNA. I thought it, that was ridiculously fun. So. Oh, impact did too. When they, they, uh, tweeted out like the best of Joker sting within like within minutes of the promo, they were locked and loaded. Long time. They're going to get attention. Uh, cool. yeah, I was going to ask, 
Corey, I was going to ask Joe if he'd ever seen the Joker's thing in TNA. Oh, yeah, that's uh, on, uh, that's one of my uh, YouTube rabbit holes I like to go down sometimes. That yeah, and Santino, but leave me alone on that end. <laughs> uh, it was great. And uh, this is... And plus, that version of him fits into this gimmick match. So, um, you know, I got no big problem with it. Plus, it makes me feel good to see Swerve and AR Fox getting on this card in this country. Um, I, I, I'm, well I'm, 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 I'm for, I'm for this match. Um, I, I said it last week. Like, just what, ki- what type of crazy thing will Sting try to do in I this think match? You God only knows. I so. think he learned his lesson. He's not going to do anything. That's going to be Darby's thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're, let's let's hope. Let's hope. But it's Sting. So. Plus, I'm working for the people being on the card. I'm not. I'm no selling the coffin match. Yeah. Okay. Uh, your next match is a six-man tag team. It's the Golden Elite of Kota Ibushi, Kenny Omega, and Hangman Adam Page against Kanosuke Takeshita and Bullet Club Gold, Juice Robinson and Jay White, or as they should be known, Jenna Juice. The Bang Bang Gang, I got to tell you, uh, the idea of Gin and Juice and Takeshita together might be my new favorite trio's pairing. Uh, that's just awesome. Uh, I'm hoping it doesn't turn into a handicap match where Omega and, and Hangman are wrestling by themselves while Bushi's trying to figure out how to moonsault off the top of Wembley Stadium. Oh, he's going to. He's going to try. It's a handicap yeah. match all the way. <laughs> so, I, 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 I would... I would like to say I thoroughly enjoyed the new uh, meme going around of the JR reaction to Kenny being jumped during their one-on-one last last week. <laughs> Is that my shit? Yeah, I'm out. It's just just the zoom in of him like, oh, Kenny, and then like he leaves like, well, well see you later. Yeah, like, big gulps, huh? Yeah, well, see you later. It'll be. I'm, a- I'm, It'd be an okay ahead, match. Uh, if if Ibushi is ready to wrestle instead of where he was at War Games, it'll be a damn good match. Um, I think Takeshita and the Bang Bang Gang are gonna shine, but they ain't winning. You know that's damn sure. You don't think so? Yeah. Oh no. God. Yeah. Omega and Ibushi and Hangman—they're going over. Oh yeah. And you, you know what kind of. Plus some bullshit kill chicanery is going to happen to then give us Omega to catch that all out the next week. That could happen. One of the things that like kind of, I don't know, it just got to me a little. It's like you, what I mentioned in the dynamite and it's like, it's Omega and the elite taking on juice and the guns. And it's like, aren't you guys facing, you know, most, you know, I get what they're trying to do because they're setting up their match, but it's just like, but Darby's in a match with Swerve on Dynamite as well, so it's just you know they're trying to continue the storyline going through the, you know, within the next couple of days. Um, yeah. But that kind of like it just bothered me like a little, a little. But I'm I'm for the I'm for the match for this match. Uh, your next match, um, out of nowhere, stadium stampede match. 
uh, Eddie Kingston, Orange Cassidy, the best friends of Chuck Taylor and Trent Beretta and the Lucha Brothers, taking on uh, Blackpool Combat Club and TBA. Three three people to beat TBA. And three TBA. Yeah. I think, remember, you, I ahead, think the two of them are proud and powerful. Santana and Ortiz. Oh. It's been a minute. I, yeah. I think they're going to be two of them. I'm not too sure about the third. I was going to say, you remember the uh, booboo we said of, uh, hey, let's try and get everybody on the card type situation? Yeah. This is your spot right there. Uh, uh, I disagree. I don't think it's trying to get everybody on the card. I think it's trying to get Stadium Stampede on the card. Mm. Okay. Not just do it next the following week at All Out? Or that's just that uh, since it's in think, Wembley, I, they have to make something special? Oh, yeah, the gigantic stadium. I think that's what they want. So It'll be interesting if it's uh, Ortiz and uh, Santana, since the the rumors on the on interwebs are they're not on uh, good terms with each other. So, well, there's some there's some back and forth about whether they've got back on the same page or not. Nobody knows for sure. But. Yeah. Well, All I know is they uh, pulled they pulled Ortiz from an indie show that day. Um, AEW did. And if they're not going to send him to England to work, there's no reason on earth to to move him from that goddamn indie booking. That's true. That's true. Maybe Edge is the third man. Maybe so, Adam Copeland show up. So do you think they play a song? No. God, I hope not. Jesus. It was funny once. It'd be overkill if they just did that again. Hmm. I WWE want Sexton Hardcastle to come out. Yes, Sexton Hardcastle for the win. All right. Uh, now for, uh, I don't know, I'm going to call it uh, one of three main events. Top four, like SummerSlam? <laughs> uh, they have restraint. They have restraint. Uh, I guess technically not official until Wednesday. <laughs> until the contractor side. Uh, Will Ospreay facing Le Champion, Chris Jericho. This has been getting a lot of shit online, but to me it makes perfect sense. I don't understand why the people are so pissy. Because I think a lot of them don't feel like me about Jericho, but I don't have a problem with the match. So I don't, yeah, I don't really know. Plus they were, Jericho was shooting on Wednesday when he said this was supposed to be a Wrestle Kingdom in 2021, but the pandemic ruined it. Mm-hmm. Um, been waiting to do the match since then. This callous storyline perfectly weaves it in because he's been off and on with Osprey for months when Osprey's in the States and he just did the turn with Jericho. So it makes all the sense in the world why the match would be happening and it'll be fine. It, I will say this, it'll be a good, if he wins, it'll be a good win for Osprey against the legend, but it is a down step in terms of match quality for Osprey. I will say that. Yeah. I, I would be shocked if he won, to be honest. Uh, you know, Jericho. I, like, if this was in Kingdom, I could see Osprey winning, but this this ain't Kingdom. Yeah. I, I, okay, all right. 
I'm not for this match. I I just feel I feel bad for Osprey. They do the I'm sorry. They do the stupid promo that they try to do the the festival of friendship with Owens all over again in a much tamer version with the fact that Callus has a photo underneath a uh, a blanket and they're like, hey, what's under the what's under the blanket? Let's look. It's a photo of you know Jericho's head and it's just like but that's I, a pretty badass photo though I mean, the it was a badass photo it was a badass photo but like the premise is he agreed to joining the the callous family and then you, hey what's that yeah if you watch the promo you get the you, you saw the shocked face on uh on callous he didn't expect oh. him to say yeah that's when he tried to change it real quick to let's leave and forget about yeah this. i just thought it was a dumb <laughs> version of that well, there you go. It's because Jericho books his own shit, and he just recycles yeah. the city come on Raw. Oh yeah, oh yes. But what Booble said, you know, I it's with Osprey. It's like Osprey's not leaving second gear. Yeah, no, he won't be able to in this match. And I just feel bad, yeah. you know. Cause you, what you if know, he just does though? Yeah, what if he just totally <laughs> just makes runs? Jericho... That would turn me around <laughs> on the match then. Like that would turn me like, oh it's fuck, like, he's just embarrassed. Keep up, have a hard set. Your choice. Like, yeah. No, motherfucker, you're going to my speed tonight. <laughs> yeah, that would turn me around on the match if he just like Regal uh, when he uh, Regal took on Goldberg and just embarrassed his ass. Yeah, we're Give doing me that. This my way. If you uh, do that, I'm all for the match. But if we're doing a uh, A to Z A to Z Jericho type match, you know, that's what we're gonna. That's what we're gonna get. So like, I'm out only just because it's Jericho slowing on. Uh, you know, we had an Osprey versus Omega match at the last show that they did with him. And that you just I told Booble right away, like, Jesus, Osprey has to slow down for, you know, Omega has to slow down for people in AEW. And imagine Osprey. God damn. Yeah, he's not. He, Osprey's not even going to get out of first gear. He might just do half a gear. He's going to sit and idle for this match. Yes. I. Uh, Osprey would do well to just straight up steal Zack Sabre Jr.'s gimmick. <laughs> yeah. Somehow, some way, Osprey will just, wrestle himself to make Jericho just, look good. Just do oh, Liga and Holes all match. Dude, he just did that in Japan a couple weeks ago in the finals of the G1, where he legit accidentally super kicked Naito and knocked his fucking bell loose. Naito didn't know where he was and he was winning. The last two and a half minutes of that match, Osprey wrestled oh, himself. Yeah, Osprey wrestled. He gave he had to take two of Naito's finishers. He gave them to himself. <laughs> Naito didn't know where he was. It was ridiculous. In one way, it kind of took away from the match because the guy who's supposed to win is dead on his feet. But at the same time, if you if you've watched as often as us and you know what you're looking at, I was intrigued. I'm like, God damn, this guy is wrestling himself with a body with a body of dead weight attached to him, and he's doing a good job. Like, if you weren't, like, if you didn't know what was going on, you wouldn't have noticed that Naito had no fucking clue what planet he was on. Uh, I'm... Osprey's from the UK, right? Yep. See, now, this is the fucking homecoming. Fuck Soraya. Yeah, no, this should be the pop. Oh, it'll be interesting. You're right. Uh, I can't say I'm looking super forward to it, but it'll be interesting. Yeah, I'm gonna say, didn't uh, Meltzer give 
this at least five. The Os- Osprey Naito match, I want to say five or more, I think. It was a damn good. I gave it four and three quarters because watching it live, I knew what happened. And I was like, mm-hmm. uh, I can't give it a five because it was going that way. Um, but holy fuck, it was a. You'll have to watch that match sometimes. It's inter- it's a very interesting. Interview. I did watch it. I thought it was good. Was it just <laughs> like a. Uh, oh, fuck. I just lost the reference. Um, like a Goldberg Bret Hart kick? Like, yeah. Well, basically, what happens is he does a, uh, a version of the super kick where he's behind you and his foot, his ar- leg wraps around your, your side, your arm, to where he kicks you in the face from behind on a super kick. And Naito just didn't, like, there was, this, uh, they were off by a little bit. And he just kicked the shit out of his face. <laughs> And he just went down in a lump. And you could see Osprey go down and go, Nato-san, we, we could do this. And you could hear him talking. And to their credit, and this is why Kevin Kelly's so damn good, Kevin Kelly and Chris Charlton started uh, talking louder and, t- and not leaving dead spots because they didn't want you to hear that Osprey had to talk to this son of a bitch to get him through the rest of the match. Uh, they did an excellent job of hiding it. And that, like... Is where the like the super respectful, quiet Japanese crowd really backfires. Yes, yeah, because it, it was it was pretty obvious. I was like, "Fucking hell!" Uh, it was it was really interesting to watch. And now your your co-main event of the evening, you have a singles match for the Real World Championship. Which, by the way, Real World Championship has a link on Wikipedia now, which is great. I did. Uh, CM Punk taking on Samoa Joe. Uh, this will be good. Uh, like the match on Collision was good, not great. I think these mm-hmm. guys are just a little too long in the tooth to have a great, great match, but they could have a damn good one, and I think they will. I think they're both going to be motivated. A huge audience. They're going to want to steal the show from the other title match, especially Punk. Because yep. he's more than a little upset that that's so over. Um, and we good. Punk has to and, win. Yeah, Punk has to win for sure. And they can't. Why well, they can't have like a you know a great match they could have had 15 years ago? They are going to have a different match than every other match on the card, which is going to make it stand out. Yes. And I will say these are two pros where you could say like a match with. Them at seventy percent is is nothing to stop at. That's gonna be a damn good match, uh, and better than most of the other matches on the card. So I, I'm not worried about that. Uh, guys, I'm guessing was, Punk gets booed out of the building, right? Probably, but guys, Joe uh, was watched and and couldn't wrestle anymore. Remember, he had to do commentary in WWE. Mm-hmm. He was completely washed. And AGW, if you remember. Yeah, I, I I just hope I just hope Punk can hit a better GTA, uh, GTS well, yeah. than uh, what he One did on. Uh, yeah, pretty bad. Because uh, he was trying to not- multitask at the same time. Because he was trying to rip the mask off. Hmm. That's a lot of weight to put up there and hit land. That's, oh, uh, it's yeah. easy. I I just get I'll give it to Joe. He sold it like a mother. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. I, I'm I'm looking forward to this match. I I don't know how much time it will be given. Um, well, I have to take this to be one of the matches that gets a fair amount of time. I would say a fair amount. I'm guessing it goes at least 25. It's going to get a fair I, amount of time. I, I was going to say over under 15. 
Over for sure. Over. I'd say if any matches are going to get cut short, I think it's going to be earlier in the night. But I also think, I don't think Jericho and Osprey will likely go too long, um, because it's just not the time for it. And ironically, I think the match we're going to talk about next, I don't think it's going to go terribly long. I don't either. Um, so it's just interesting what it sets up for like next week. These two matches, I'm guessing. I theoretically, the winners face each other in a week. Would be my guess. Mm, I don't think. I think they'll really stretch it until full gear for that. And I have an interesting thought process on where they're going. I'm probably way the fuck off, but we'll talk about it after the next match. Okay. Uh, Joe, you into that? You into the Punk Joe match? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> oh no! I already said my stuff. I already sure. said my stuff. We forgot. And your main event for the AEW World Championship. <laughs> uh, the best friends. Good friends, better enemies. MJF taking on Adam Cole, baby. Go ahead, Jobin. Um, I'm looking forward to this match. I, I think MJF retains. Um. I like the storyline they've been doing. I like the little videos they've been doing on, you know, their their friend, their trips out. And then they went dodgeball, uh, you know, two weeks ago and they peg kids with dodgeballs. And then last week they were, went to uh, Outback Steakhouse to see if they can learn how to do, to take on Aussie open. And then we get the funny, uh, MJF Tony Khan. Yeah. MJF. Obsessed. Yep. And then we get the Tony Khan run in when he, uh, when uh, they double clothesline one of the stagehands in the back and then Khan just yells at them. Out the double clothesline is an in ring only move. I like how they have, they show them inside the, uh, uh, the office getting screamed at by him. And then they open the door and they come out. And then he comes out. And he's like, oh, oh, he immediately turns back into nice guy. And uh, oh, yeah, it's a good talk. I'm glad we talked. But then the door closes and MJF's like, I'm going to make him pay for that in 2024. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, you know what I think's going on here? I may be crazy. I think Cole's winning. God damn it, Corey. <laughs> Say what? I think Cole's I'm, winning. I think he's I'm right there with you. And I think they're going to reform the kingdom with him. Bennett, Taven, and Strong. Uh, that's what I think. That's and my exact so, take. Yep, so that MJF can chase for a little bit as a baby face, and then if he doesn't resign, if it hasn't already happened, they've already got the belt off him, and they don't need to worry about it. Furthermore, mm-hmm. because of that uncertainty, I also think they're going to move towards Punk and Cole at full gear to do the unification yeah. and build towards that. Imagine those two trading promos for two months. Oh, my God. I like what you're cooking, by the way. I like what you're cooking. Uh, yeah, I had the exact same take. I thought it was going to be a hot take. I think Cole's beating MJF. Because I think Roddy's going to fuck him. I think uh, Roddy's going to fuck him out of the title. And even though um, I think Adam Cole as a babyface has worked, you can't beat Adam Cole's heel. Oh, and that's what that's what's interesting about the Cole-Punk feud. Because, uh, you know, 
I, I think it's a fair 50-50 split. I don't think it's 60-40 one way or the other. I think, you know, 50% of the crowd fucking hate CM Punk. Um, but can you make, but can fucking Cole turn him against? I mean, the power there's of Cole only, is a, there's only a few people in that company who could, right? It would be Punk or it'd be a uh, Cole, MJF or a Christian, I think has the capability to do it as well. Yeah. Um, but like, I was thinking about that feud because I don't, they probably have they wrestled. No. No, they were never anywhere near each other at the same time, career-wise. Cole didn't st- I don't know when Cole started, so... I don't know, like, maybe Cole they had wrestled started, when he was super young. Cole started early in the 2000s, but he didn't make it to Ring of Honor until after Punk had left. Okay. So... But, like, they're... Like, Punk sort of got, like, a... A shot in WWE, kind of, eventually. Kind of the way Daniel Bryan sort of kind of got a shot. Yeah. But, like, him and Adam Cole's path in WWE are, are very, very similar. They have a lot of similarities. And so it'll be interesting to see them play I mean, off the, of that. The underneath guys in charge really liked him, but the big guy saw nothing in either one of them. Yeah. Yep. And they were both, yeah. and they were wrong in both instances. <laughs> I'm, very, I'm very interested to see how this transpires because. I got to be honest, now that I've kind of thought about that this past week, I'm going to be disappointed if that exact thing doesn't happen almost. Because I just think, man, you imagine Cole is the dipshit, the douchebag heel champ that fucked over MJF and mm. the crowd. And then just crows about it with Strong and Bennett and, and Taven behind him. Oh, it's, it's beautiful. So let me ask you guys this then. What happens next week then? With That's all out, beautiful. not sure. Yeah, I hope. Uh, I hope it's not shade rematches. Because right now, like currently, there's two matches for all out, and it's Powerhouse Hobbs versus Miro, and, and then Darby versus Luchasaurus for the TNT title. That's Which it. I so think far, if this if this pipe dream of Edge debuting in AEW is going to happen, it's going to be there. Where he, yeah, where he, uh, would he help or fuck Christian to start with? Fuck, I think he'd fuck Christian to start. They'd have the match. I think that's get that out of the way. So, yeah, it's like, yeah, uh, I, that was my fear. Like, we talked about a couple weeks ago. That's my fear that this that second pay per view is going to be a fuck ton of rematches. Well, like, on the, the same time, like, what else can you do? Like on the, you have eight week. Side, if they really want to, they can always have Starks do something to, to heat up a big quick title match with him and Punk again, a rematch on all out if they needed to. A one week build wouldn't matter that much. Punk wins. Yeah, I think Starks has earned that. That'd be that'd be fine. Be okay, especially in Chicago. Like you know, Punk's gonna get cheered there, and so Starks. Also. Yeah, but I don't know what they do with the other title. I, that that I don't know about. Honestly, I think you, maybe you don't have it on the show, or maybe yeah, you Hulk. You maybe you have Cole come out at the end of the show and say, "Bitch, you're not the real world champion. I have the actual belt that matters." There you go. That's not a bad idea. Yeah, because it's, it's like yeah, the... or two years ago, last year, two years ago. Yeah. Because you have the probably Omega match, you know, 
Konosuke that's going to be one-on-one probably for the following week. Um, it's that weird thing, you, you know, what you said, do you put the a rematch between MJF and Cole up on the next week, or you just, what you just said, you just no. don't have them, you just don't I do wouldn't. a match. Um, I'd have MJF you know. off TV for a couple of weeks, period, then uh, mm-hmm. bring him back. And they'll they'll inevitably still have a feud or something, but or let's be honest, if he hasn't re-signed, I would still keep him on TV through full gear because you're going to utilize him on pay-per-view. But after that, I mean, at what point do you just take him off TV? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like if he's not going to resign or he has like until he does resign, you can't emphasize him. Yeah. So it's, that's what that's another reason why I thought you know if he hasn't signed, I'll I mean I'd have. Cole, do it here. That's, I mean, that's or not, what I'd do. Or even like, if, not even like if he hasn't resigned, like if they're, if like the talks aren't progressing to the point where it's like better than 60 40, he's going to resign, you take the belt off of him. And and I would just take him off TV too. Yeah. I, I wouldn't want him going straight from my TV to oh. like the wall. You know what I mean? Like, no, no. Yeah, that would be terrible. Yeah. That's what I do. So it's going to be an interesting couple months. And think about it. Adam Cole is heel champ. There are so many ways and dream matches you can go with from the punk match to him and Kenny Omega have never wrestled one-on-one. Uh, Danielson when he comes back. Danielson when he comes back. And you've got Darby Allen and Cole sounds interesting as fuck. There's, there's so many different ways you can go with him. And like, not that MJF, like MJF's title run has not been great. I think we can all agree. It's not been great. It hasn't been bad either. Not been bad for sure, but it's not been great. But like, it just it gets a brand new just everything in the company with a new champion with Adam Cole. It's just, it's yep. it's a whole brand new fresh coat of paint, which it needs right now. And also, it's weird because Cole might be perfect for this because at the moment, I feel AEW needs a new coat of paint that isn't MJF or Punk. They've really, I, I mean, and I get it. They're they're the main guys, so they're going to be pushed. I'm not saying they shouldn't, but after a while, you know, it was nice for Triple H to win the title because you can't always be about a Rock and Austin. You know what I mean? You got to get a different thing in there once in a while. But then, like, it was always about Triple H. He just took the spot. Yeah, yeah, that would be bad. I'm not saying that should happen either, but mm-hmm. a fresh coat of paint's good every once in a while. So we're, we're you know. Find out Wednesday with the rematches and stuff, and it's uh, or early morning for us. Yeah, 10 a.m. for us, which nine, is a uh, nine, nine is zero hour, buddy. Yeah, nine. So, but I'm all you know. We're renting, we're ordering the show. So, because I, um, they've got um, me built, got me bitten in with this zero hour match. I'm intrigued. Yeah. I am intrigued. The uh, producer wants to do a breakfast bar for uh. All in, so we'll go from there. You know, it's Joe, I'm all in. <laughs> I see what you did there. I didn't get it. Oh, he's all in on the breakfast bar. Oh, because the show's called All In. I get it. There it is. This guy, he gets a, it. Double entange. But we're looking forward to that and then finding out what they do to you know, how they figure it out for the next week and the all out. So that should be fun. Um, yeah. 
Booble, you should, uh, your uh, assignment this week should be listening to the Party with Marty podcast. Why is it my assignment? It's your father. I don't. I, he's not my father, and if he was, I don't want to relive his history of you know. He is your father, tr- and he's also your no. co No Selly Award winner. No, no. Cool. You should you should watch. It's only an hour long. I looked, so um, you should give it a watch. Um, you should give it a watch. You should. So, no, you. How about that? Does that work? No, what does work, though, is getting your tickets for Power Pro Wrestling's uh, cheap pops and Ultra Egos at PowerProWrestling.com or the PowerProWrestling.Eventbrite.com. You want to get all your tickets there. Um, you can also go to NoSellEntertainment.com where you can get your tickets for Power Pro Wrestling. You can also find all the things we do for you. Um, I'll just uh, bring up now uh, for fake movie experts. We will be taking a couple weeks off. I know we are in the uh, Mission Impossible franchise right now, as we just did Rogue Nation. However, uh, one Keith is fighting the uh, the fires, so um, he is not with us for hasn't been with us for a bit, and still won't be for a while. I'm gonna phrase that in a slightly different way. Yeah, it's like the way you said that. Jesus, all right, Peter Keith. No, no, yeah. you know, he, he he's dead to me because he he's gonna go shoot these <laughs> fires. But no, he he's just been doing all the fires, and he's been in Colorado, and then he's being sent out Wait, to. He's uh, been doing all the fires. <laughs> yeah, he's been Already doing them. You know, we talked about this in 2021 and 2020 with these. You know, we haven't seen Jeff lately, so the whole thing of uh, him causing all the fires might be a whole thing. But yeah, but um, no, Keith is uh fighting the fire, so we will be taking mm, hopefully a couple weeks off for the Mission Impossible's. We might try and do some Q movies. We don't know yet. We're uh, yeah. yeah, I thought I thought you guys were just out in sympathy with the SAG app, you know, the, the strikers. No, no. Joe's in. <laughs> Well, that, that too, that too. But you know, hey, we haven't filmed since they've been on strike, so we've been in solidarity with that part. So, um, we'll see what we're gonna do. Um, we're still in discussion on what we're, what type of uh, uh, entertainment we'll be bringing out to you, but we will find out soon enough when we get in a discussion. But you can go back and listen to all the Mission Impossible movies that we've done, all the other fake movie experts, all the other no cells, all the Monday Night War stories. Uh, and you can go listen to what I thought of uh, Sunday Night Heat, which I believe uh, Mr. Booble is going to start watching for us as well. Um, but I digress. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to your podcasts. 